0: Today, I'm going to share a little bit about life in the spirit. Okay, God has really called each one of us to live in the spirit, it's not just for one and for not for the others, you know. And it's something that I've heard people say, Live in the spirit, live in the spirit. But how do we live actually in the spirit? And so, I'm parking this here and I'm jumping way back to the beginning, book of Genesis, where it all kind of started, where it did start. Okay. Quickly, Genesis 1, verse 1 to 31. Now, we know the book of Genesis, especially the book of Genesis. Everything was created. God said, this is what, you know, create the heavens, the sky, and everything. But there's one verse there that I want us to quickly have a look at. Verse 2. Now, the earth was without shape and empty, and darkness was over the face of the water deep. But the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. Now, the Spirit of God, and I think it's in the Greek, Hebrew, it's the breath of God, the ruach of God, the presence of God. It's the energy of God. So imagine this. Yes, the Spirit of God hovering. Nothing was created yet. And suddenly God says, now let's start creating. And He starts creating His whole creation. The sky, the water, everything. And out of that, here comes human beings. Now, If you look at the part of our theologist thing, one thing they said that was quite interesting. I want to bring it here because it, it really, really blessed me. Now, the ancient Hebrew writers, what they did, the Greek scholars, what they did is that when they wrote something, it was in mind of what their time was and what they lived in, okay? Now, what the Egyptian gods or the Egyptian leaders did, what they did in that time is they made altars of themselves. They made images of themselves, and they placed it. They basically placed it in the different cities that they owned and they ruled over for their glory, to show who, how big they are. So, we we'll see how big he was. Here comes God, and says, "Let us make man in our image, image, yeah. our image, to reflect His glory, to reflect how amazingly He is." Isn't that beautiful? just show him. So the Ruach, the breath of God. Now Genesis 1 verse 26 to 31, God created man in our image. Now something happened later on in Genesis 6 where God says, my spirit. Now imagine this, the same spirit that God used and he created, he created the whole universe. And then he came and he breathed his breath in us. And that same spirit that caused us to have life, and life in abundance, and actually live like immortal beings. Genesis 6, God says, that spirit will not abide with you anymore. From now on, it will be 120. So that spirit left. But right through the Old Testament, they, the people knew about the spirit of God. They experienced the spirit of God, but they experienced him and You've heard of it where the spirit will come upon certain people in the Old Testament and it would leave. It will come upon Samson and it would leave. You know, right you now. If you didn't know this, I read it yesterday, it was quite interesting. What prophets would do, especially Old Testament prophets, they would actually, because of the Israelites, they are naughty, (laughs) they are serving false gods, and they are bold, and it's like they are wicked. If you read, it's like it's wicked. But God's grace was always there. His mercy was always there. He was always trying to woo them in, try them. Come on, come on. Write to judges. Come on, come on. Repent. Get back to your first life. Get back to the God that you met in Egypt, and he rescued you. Get back to that. Now, what Old Testament prophets would do, they would prophesy doom and gloom. But did you know they also prophesied what would happen if they repent? They said, repent. If you're not, they're going to come and kill you. <laughs> they're going to slaughter you. You're going to get annihilated. But if you repent, if you just turn, this is what will happen. Now we get to the book. Now I'm, gonna just, like, I'm just creating a picture right through, okay? Now we get to the book of Joel. Have you ever read the first chapter of Joel? It's like, Joel is like, listen, this is bad. <laughs> you need to, you know? And right through, end of chapter two, he prophesy something, and we've heard of it. Peter spoke about it, and here comes Joel speaks about it as well. Isn't that beautiful? Eh? Here comes Joel, chapter 2, verse 28. I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. The Spirit that said it will leave you, it came upon certain people. It came upon David. It came upon certain people, and they performed certain tasks, you know, and it was an incredible task they did, and it was for a specific reason. Now, I will pour out my Spirit. Upon your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your elderly will have prophetic dreams. Your young man will see visions. How beautiful is that, eh? Now we get to Luke. Here comes Mary. You get into the, the New Testament. And here comes God and says, He appears to Mary. Now remember right in the book of Genesis 1 verse 2, the spirit was hovering. Here comes Gabriel and he says to Mary, Right now, the Spirit will come upon you. It's the same same beginning there, right? Yeah, the Spirit will come upon you. Now, remember the first Adam? Here comes the last Adam. Now, the Spirit comes upon Mary, and of course, we know the story where Mary gave birth to Jesus. Now, here comes Jesus, and um, it's time for Him to be baptized, and John And we know the story, uh, Mark, I'm taking it from Mark 1 verse 10. And when Jesus got baptized, straightway, when he came out of the water, he saw the heavens opened. And the Spirit, like a dove, descended upon him. Now that open also means opened or clothed or rent. John spoke about it the other day. (laughs) You know, imagine it's like you take a piece of cloth and it rents open, it just like tears. It cannot be mended again. It's the mark, it's done. Here comes the heavens open, and the spirit came upon Jesus, the last Adam. Now, Genesis 1, God creates everything in creation. He creates, and everything just went downwards from there. (laughs) And Man lost the spirit in Genesis 6, and we see, and here comes Jesus, and he receives the spirit, and the spirit doesn't leave him again. The spirit abides with him, but then what Jesus does, he starts healing his creation, the lost Adam, the same spirit. Came, and Jesus came and said, Let me restore. And he starts healing the sick. He starts raising the dead. And he walks upon the water. And he just, the same spirit. Do you know what's inside of you? Do you really know what? Wow. Do you really know what's on the inside of you? If you know what's on the inside of you, we will really desire to walk in the spirit even more. Jesus then goes to the cross, and he gives up that spirit. Day of Pentecost come. The spirit, let me just read it. Acts 2, verse 1 to 4. And when the day of Pentecost has fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing wind. And it filled all the house that they were sitting, and there appeared upon them cloven tongues like a fire, and it sat upon them, and they all were filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Say, I'm filled with the Spirit. I'm filled with the breath of God. I'm filled with the energy of God. One Corinthians two, verse nine to sixteen. I've read this, and it's one of my really, really amazing favorite scriptures as well. Because we, you know, I don't know why they've always put God there, and we cannot understand Him. And you know, but you've got the Spirit of God. So no one knows the man except the Spirit of a man. I'm running out. But no one knows God except the Spirit of God. Let's read it quickly. As it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard. Neither entered into the, which God has prepared for them that love him. You can carry on, but, but God has, now we all, some preachers stop there. It's like, but the next one, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all the things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, say the spirit of a man, which is in him. No one knows you except the spirit of what's inside of you. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have, say I have, have. have received, not the spirit of this world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us. You can know the mind of God. You can know His thoughts. You can walk in the Spirit. And sometimes when we, you know, it's quite interesting that it's a process. It's a process where we hear God and we learn. We've not arrived, you know, but you can do it. You can walk in the Spirit. You can live in the Spirit. Now, I've written some key points here. About how do we walk in the Spirit? How do we operate in this realm of the Spirit? Now, there's many points, but I'm just going to touch on one thing. Is about know your identity. Know your identity. Know that you are a son of God. Be so convinced that I'm a son of God. Nothing can change that. No circumstances. If there's no money in the account, I'm still a son. If there's sickness, I'm still a son. I'm still a son, and do not doubt your identity, because we're very quick to doubt, oh, am I saved? Woe is me, blah, 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 (laughs) you know? We're very quick to just throw our identity, and instead of, I'm a son, and nothing is going to change the fact that I'm a son of God. Romans 8, verse 14, those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. The Spirit, one thing I've really realized about this, the Spirit can only speak of what the Father speaks. It's not a divided thing, you know, because then there's a, I think it's a psychopath. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like somebody that needs to be in a mental, you know. But he, the Spirit, when the Spirit speaks, it's the Father speaking. It's the Father in Jesus that's speaking to you. It's not a divided thing. And one thing, is not oversensitive. He'll cooperate with you, but he is not oversensitive. I heard a man of God say this one time, and I'm saying some of this stuff, and believe me, I'm still learning, and we're all going for it still. But if you look at orange, orange can produce orange juice. It would be very weird if it produced apple juice. So sometimes we get pushed. What do we produce? Do we produce Christ do we produce his wisdom? Do we just throw our identity out? When we get a little bit squashed and stuff that's a bit difficult, what comes out of this thing? I'll just see a lot. <laughs> but I really, really speak to myself. I honestly, um, a while ago, my little boy was just suddenly hit, just now recently hit the massive fever. And we like, oh, Lord Jesus. And the stage started. I said, stop right now. We're going to keep our peace. And we're going to not freak out, and we're going to hear God in this. And I want you to make it make write it down. So I'm going to get into the Spirit, and I said, okay. And I drove, and I said, okay, Jesus, what are we going to do now? I phoned Pastor John, said, we're going to pray, it's going to be fine. And supernaturally, everything just, <laughs> it's like quite interesting, you know, baby. I just, it's like God, but it was, it was a test at that time for me. I could have freaked out, we could have really, really just gone But I just kept, I said, we're going to keep our peace and we're going to trust God and it's going to be okay. And he was fine. Um, Have you noticed sometimes when you feel bad about something? In the lockdown, I one day just lost it a bit about, you know, (laughs) the kids. Or it's just like, like, and I walk outside, I said, Jesus, this is not who I am. You know what he said to me? You're very right. When I freaked out, I was like, I'm like God, this is, this is not who I am. I don't want to, I don't want to, resp- I don't want to, and he said, you're very right. It's not your identity. And when you sometimes go, just when he comes, and he comes in this gentleness, and it's like, okay. That's not, and he teaches us, and he, and he guides us, and he leads us. The other point is walk in love, just purely walk in love. We you love people, you know, and I'm coming back to this point, especially with what do we speak? What do we talk? Because that will determine what position you are walking flesh <laughs> or spirit. <laughs> now, I'm going to get to this scripture and it really, really hit me. Did you know, just I'll throw this in here quickly. Did you know that actually 10, the 10 commandments, four of it speaks about your relationship with God? Six is your relationship with people. Six of the Ten Commandments speaks about your relationship with people. How do you do not steal? Do not do do this. Six of them is your relationship with people. Um, Ephesians 4, verse 29. You must not... Now, it's quite interesting when you say, do not grieve this word, and it's like they don't put it in context. Put it in context, it means so much different. Ephesians 4, verse 29 to 32. You must not let unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but only make it beneficial for building up of one in need, that it would give grace to those who hear. Now, they put a full stop there, but it's actually all one thing. Grace to those who hear and do not grieve the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed on the day of redemption. You must Put away all bitterness, anger, wrath, quarrelling, slandering talk, indeed all malice. Instead, be kind to one another, compassionate, forgive one another, just as God in Christ also forgave you. That, when you talk, you grieve the Spirit there. When you talk, you've got the Spirit. You... you. (laughs) The other one is walk in the Spirit. I'm going to just really bring base, like just, just day-to-day things. Obey the Spirit. Have you ever worked in you know, a working environment and suddenly you just feel like you must do this thing? That's the Spirit leading you. And then you don't do it and then you realize, oh my word, why did I do it? You know? That's the Spirit guiding you. To so just be sensitive. It's like, when I feel like I should actually do this now. Or even, you know... All of us have had this, where suddenly you think of somebody who's had that before, and you don't phone them, and then you realize a day later, oh my word, they've actually been going through a lot of stuff. That was the Spirit leading you. Yeah. That is, you should have actually, just phone. Driving, if you drive home or drive to a, do something, feel like I should actually go this way home. You don't know where you could have been in an accident there. That's the Spirit leading you. Shopping. Anyway, be open to just walk in the Spirit, obey the Spirit. And there is a blessing in obedience. It's a blessing in obeying because you will touch somebody's life that's walking in the Spirit. One of the things is pray in the Holy Spirit. Mm. We do that very well. But even during the day, to pray in the Spirit, we know the Scripture, Jude 2, verse 20 to 21. But you, dear brothers, now, if you read the Scripture before, it's all about this kind of like, this is happening, this is happening. But you. Now, coronavirus, government, all this stuff, but you. But you. But you. By building yourself, by building yourself up in your most holy faith, by praying in the Holy Spirit, maintaining yourself in the love of God while anticipating the mercy of the Lord Jesus And bringing eternal life. Uh, We know the scripture as well, um, Romans 8, verse 26 to 28. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Who's ever had a weak time? (laughs) All of us. But the Spirit comes and He helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray. Have you ever been there? But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with inexpressible groanings. And He who searches the heart knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes on behalf of the saints according to the will of God. I'm going to put this here our default must always be the Spirit. And it's something that you train. It's something that you make a decision. It's a choice. It's really, really a choice. And I find this sometimes. And, you know, we all, it's like when you get in a difficult position, it's, it's so easy to freak out. It's so easy to just entertain the flesh in this. But it's to train yourself and say, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to get in spirit. What are you going to do? And, you know, pray in the Spirit. It's like, okay, what do you want to do in this? So let our default always be the Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Close your eyes. (laughs) Thank you, Father, for your amazing, amazing grace. Thank you for this ability where we can just live in the Spirit, we can get caught up in that place of just encountering you right now. So right now where you are, just pray in the Spirit, in conscious of this, just pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Father, we choose to live in the Spirit to walk in the Spirit, to move in the Spirit, walk in love and grace. Thank you, Jesus. You know, a life lived in the Spirit, you know what the fruits are? The gifts of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness, temperance. That's a life lived in the Spirit. It cannot be produced in the flesh. Amen. Bless you. Wow. Good word. Well done, Jades. Come on, everybody say amen. It's a good word.